And welcome to another episode of Dream Team Fantasy. Alongside Tyler Syracuse, I'm Nick Morrow. What is going on? Coming off a, a crazy week 12 where matchups were won and lost in the last couple seconds of that Rams Monday night game. Still running out the starters when they're up 44-6. to six. I uh, lost in the DTF league on uh, the last Robert Woods catch, so that, that hurt for sure. But it was a pretty good fan duel day. I had a lot of exposure on the, the correct receivers. So Odell Beckham, Chris Godwin, Kelvin Ridley were in a ton of my lineups. Uh, it was another week where I missed on running back. And it was a tough week on running back. There wasn't really too many good running. Uh, well, first of all, I was off Derrick Henry, and he went oh off boy. as usual when I'm off of him. <laughs> I did have Fournette, but he, I, w- I wasn't like all in on him like I was with Kamara, and Kamara had another disappointing game, which was which was rough. But you know what? And I said in the pod that I was worried about Kamara that game because um, I thought Murray was going to have a better. Better a, a better time running the ball against that defense, and uh, he's more of that smash runner. And I I just had a feeling, and when he broke that run for a touchdown, I was like, "Fuck." Camara was okay, and and we're gonna talk about him more today. But he's definitely got some positive touchdown regression. He's only scored a touchdown in one game this season. He had two touchdowns against the Seahawks, and he's still seen twenty plus touches. He's seen ten targets, um, so he's definitely a good buy low candidate, but. <laughs> I mean, he he just keeps getting vultured. He'll get tackled inside the five, and they'll throw to Jared Cook. They'll yep. throw to Michael Thomas. They'll throw to Ted Ginn. Yep. He's definitely due for a blow up, so I'm going to keep going back to him. Um. All right. So first and foremost, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. It is Thursday. Um. Great day. Love Thanksgiving. Food, family, football. I mean, DFS doesn't get much better than this. Um. We'll start the show with the DTF League update. Uh, current standings, I am now in fourth with a win, my second in a row. Uh, Tyler's now lost three in a row, and he's dropped the fifth. And we actually play each other this week, and I'm pretty sure the loser is not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, so it's so, the last game of the regular season, so obviously be a, big a huge game. matchup. Nick has Kelsey going up against the Raiders. He has Le'Veon Bell going up against the Bengals. So he's he's definitely got some good matchups. Rodgers, Adams. There is the a scenario in which I can lose and still make the playoffs, but I would definitely need some help. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a big matchup with us. Um, of course, it comes down to us last game uh, to make the playoffs here. Um, so we'll see what happens. But it's been uh, it's been a fun little roller coaster ride here in this league. Um, all right, we're gonna go back to I think it was like episode four, four or five. We did our MVP and Super Bowl picks. Um, we're just gonna recap what we picked, um, and then we're gonna make our new predictions for now. So. Um, we'll start with Super Bowl picks. Uh, Tyler had chose the Chiefs over the Eagles, um, and his bold prediction was the Texans over the Packers. Um, so where are you at now? So honestly, the bold prediction is looking okay because the Packers and Texans are both looking like playoff teams when their over-unders really weren't that high coming into the year. I think they were sitting at 8.5 and 9.5. And and it is unfortunate because I was extremely high on San Fran in the offseason, but I didn't predict them to to obviously make the Super Bowl. But I was all over their win total of eight. Um, so so that's nice. Uh, I'm going to stick with Kansas City coming out of the AFC. I've been in on them all year. They've had a ton of injuries. They definitely, they definitely haven't played their best football. And I kind of like that coming into the playoffs because they, they're still going to have a chance to, to build chemistry and get going and I think they're going to roll right into the playoffs and just keep with the momentum. I know their defense isn't any good, 
But if they could just force one turnover a game in the playoffs, I think nobody's going to be able to keep up with them. We've seen the struggles that New England's had offensively, and they've already gotten a look at Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens' rushing attack. So I think that's another positive uh, for the Chiefs. And who would you say they were over? Chiefs over. So my offseason, I had Eagles. Obviously, the Eagles aren't yeah. looking good. I'm going to switch my pick uh, to the Saints. I'm, I'm just going to eat the chalk from the yeah. NFC. The NFC is tough. I can see a bunch of teams making it. But the Saints have a really good defense. Once they get Lattimore back, they got an awesome uh, pass rush. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to – they're going to have the home field advantage too, and I, I think the Saints will struggle to keep up with them. And Michael Thomas is unguardable. Kamara's a stud. So I'll, I'll just roll with the Saints. Yeah. Um, my pick was the Pats over the Eagles. Um, my bold prediction was the Saints over the Jags. So not bad. Um, I'm sticking with my Super Bowl pick. Pats um, over the Saints. I just think that Patriots are going to finish number one seed in the AFC. People are going to have to come to Foxborough and during the playoffs, and that's not an easy place to play. Their defense is top notch. Um, if anyone can draw up a scheme to stop Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, it's Bill Belichick. And you know, I just think with the coaching, the defense. And Brady and all the experience, I, I just don't see them really losing and probably going to the Super Bowl again and winning. As far as the Saints, um, I think San Fran might take a couple losses coming up here, um, which will give Saints the number one seed in the NFC. Um, and I think the experience and Breeze and in the Dome there is going to be a tough place to play. Um, and and I think the Saints could go. It's, it's going to be a Saints or the Niners, I'm sure. Um but, yeah, I think the Saints are going to be a tough tough team to play in the playoffs in that dome. Um, MVP picks, uh, Tyler and myself were both on Mahomes beginning of the season. Bull prediction, Tyler's was Watson. Mine was Brady, um, sticking with the Pats. So, I mean, I'm sure our MVP now is probably the same. Who you got? Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious with Lamar Jackson coming off the five-touchdown game. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson was actually still favored before that game, but Lamar just keeps going off. The Ravens are on a roll. They're looking like they're going to be the number two seed from the AFC. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be able to slow him down, so I think he's going to run away with MVP. I looked at their schedule because I was going to, between him and Russell, You know, maybe I was thinking, okay, maybe Lamar's got a tough schedule coming up, and maybe he'll have a couple bad games, but... If he can have a really good game or even a decent game against the Niners this weekend, his schedule is favorable, and he'll probably run away with the MVP. I mean, McCaffrey's had an unbelievable year, um, but unfortunately the Panthers, I don't think, are going to make the playoffs, so he probably won't win MVP. I think he had a, he's having a better season than when Adrian Peterson won MVP. Um, so it sucks because Lamar Jackson's – you know, taking the spotlight away from him and the incredible season he's had. Um, but yeah, I'm probably going to go with Lamar as well. Michael Thomas is having like, uh, a, and that's the other thing. He's a gonna, record setting <laughs> year. He's going to break. Uh, he's going to break. What is it? Um, Marvin Harrison's catch record. Yeah, catch record. So but I don't think he's going to get many votes either, just because no. Jackson's just unstoppable right now. Yeah, I mean Jackson, Russell Wilson, and McCaffrey. Those are like the top three guys, but it'll probably be Lamar. Um, okay, so today we're just going to do the Thanksgiving slate. Um, it's a good slate, three game slate. Uh, we'll talk about FanDuel and DraftKings, you know, where we like the value. Um, a lot of value on DraftKings, a little value on FanDuel. Uh, we'll start at the quarterback position. 
with these small slates, you do want to get a little bit contrarian. Um, but you also want to make sure, I mean, if one guy goes off, you, you got to have that guy in your lineup. Um, and defense, I think, is going to be a big a big one to have, um, getting the defense right, because there aren't a lot. Um, and I actually want to start with defense. We're going to start backwards this time. Um, you got Saints up top, Cowboys, Lions, Bears, Falcons, Bills. Uh, to me, it's the Saints or the Bears, um, especially if Detroit puts out their third-string quarterback. I just don't see Detroit doing much on offense at all. Um, and the Bears' defense is good. It's not as good as it was last year, but it's still good. Um, still got Cleo Max, still got a decent secondary. Um, and I think at forty or at twenty five hundred on DraftKings, I mean you can't really go wrong with that. And then the Saints are the number one defense at thirty five hundred on DraftKings. Um, and they are forty seven hundred on FanDuel. I, I just think their defense. I think Atlanta came down back to you know back to earth um, last week, and that's the Atlanta that we thought. And I think the Saints got a bad taste in their mouth from the game that they were supposed to win. That knocked us out of last man standing, but um, I, I think they I think they produced what we thought they were going to produce on that game. Yeah. So for defense, um, well, first of all, you definitely want to be looking at both FanDuel and DraftKings because the pricing is so much different this week. So Chicago's priced as the fourth defense on DraftKings compared to the number one defense on FanDuel. So they're definitely going to be the mega chalk on DraftKings, whereas FanDuel, they probably won't get as much ownership because they're they're priced all the way up at 5K. Um, I do agree that the Bears are the best raw points play going up against the Lions. The Lions just haven't looked good. Driscoll is dealing with a hamstring injury. So even if he plays, he's not going to be as effective. And I just think the Bears are just going to destroy the Lions, and I think it's going to be a real slow kind of ugly game. So I'll definitely eat the chalk on DraftKings with the Bears, and I'll, I'll probably even take some of them on FanDuel and pay pay up to be contrarian there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you want to get the defenses right, I think, this week um, because there's not a lot of options. Same with quarterback, just not a lot of options, obviously, one quarterback per team. Um, but when it comes to the slate as a whole, just for, like, uh, game theory, um, I do like to go studs and duds with these smaller slates. I just love guaranteeing myself a, a, a nice floor, paying up for for the studs. So for this slate, it would be paying up for Zeke, paying up for Kamara, and paying up for Michael Thomas. And I would like to prioritize Jared Cook just because he's like the only viable tight end on the slate. The rest of them are kind of just you know crossing your fingers and hoping they catch a touchdown or hoping they catch you know forty fifty yards. So those would be uh, the studs that I'm locking in, and then you just look for the value elsewhere. So as a whole, I think that's the most optimal strategy that I usually do for these smaller slates. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I like the Bears, Saints, and the tight end. Obviously, Jared Cook is the top guy. Um, but if you want to get a little off of the chalk, I, I think the other tight end and probably the only other one I'm going to play is Dawson Knox. Dallas hasn't been great against the tight end, um, and all you really need is for him to get, you know, three grabs and a touchdown. If he get, falls in the end zone, I mean, you've hit value. Um, he's 2,900 on DraftKings, and he's 4,500 on FanDuel. So once again, DraftKings got great value, and all you really need is for him just to fall into the end zone. And like I said, Dallas has not been good against the tight end. 
Um, I'm sure John Brown's going to get his. I like Beasley this week, too, as a little revenge game. Um, but I'm really – I just think for tight end, if you want to save some coin, go against the chalk and cook, uh, Dawson Knox could be a play. Yeah, so like I said, I'm definitely going to try to prioritize Jared Cook in most of my lineups just because he has such a higher floor and ceiling than every other tight end on the slate. Um, listening to some other podcasts already throughout the week, I've heard a lot of talk on Jaden Graham who is $3,100 on DraftKings. So he played most of the snaps last week, and it's looking like Luke Stocker might not play this week. Uh, Austin Hooper was already ruled out. So he might be a full-time player, but I would tend to lean towards you know just more targets going to Ridley and Julio and, and Russell Gage or even the running backs. So for me, I'm not too interested in him. Another punt play people have been mentioning was this guy for the uh, Bears because they have uh, tight end injuries as well. He is the fourth string tight end. His name is Jesper Horstead, yep. and he's minimum price on both sites. So he's 4K on FanDuel and 2,500 on DraftKings. I might sprinkle him in in a couple lineups if I'm making like a Trubisky stack or something, but I really don't think you can project him for more than you know three or four targets. So. He literally has no ceiling, and you're just hoping he catches a touchdown, basically, and, and you pay up for the studs elsewhere. But he possibly, uh, you know, sprinkle him in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, got, I like really. the I like the horse tag call. Um, Detroit's also not that great against the tight end. Um, and who's not playing? Um, Bears wide receiver just got rolled out actually before this podcast. Taylor Gabriel, Gabriel. Yeah. yeah, he's out. So that could be you know open up some receptions for him um that might not be in bad i mean minimum price on both sites you can't really go wrong with that and that gives you more money to spend on getting Kamara and zeke and breeze and all them in your lineup so Hawkinson's interesting at 3400 i have no interest in him he's been injured but honestly i think i'm just going to be off yeah. all of the lions and just hope that the bears hold them to like you know less than 10 points or so if the third string quarterback's in it's bears defense montgomery you know and sprinkle in some other price or but yeah, no Lions for me this week. I just think that against the Bears defense, I mean, even with Driscoll in there last week against the Redskins, they couldn't even do anything. So um, with Haskins getting his first win and the Redskins defense holding them to 13 points, I don't see how the Bears don't hold them to 13 or less. Um, all right, on to wide receiver. Up top, obvious choices, Michael Thomas, Julio, A-Rob, Ridley, John Brown. Um, definitely going to get all those guys in. Um, I'm not going to play any Galladay. Going to have some Cooper. Going to have some Gallup. Not playing Jones Jr. Going to have some Cobb. I do like Beasley this week as a revenge game going back to Dallas, um, especially on DraftKings because he gets grabs. Um, once again, a couple grabs, you know, 40 yards and a touchdown. You could have value with him. Um, another guy I really like is Anthony Miller down at 3,900 on DraftKings with um, Gabriel out. There's going to be receptions to be had, and Robinson might have Slay. Yeah, Robinson will have Slay. So, um, you know, Miller's going to be – Miller should get targets. He should get his. Um, what do you have last week? Yeah, Miller's actually gotten 20 targets the last two weeks. So he he's, had nine, yeah, nine yeah. targets last week, 11, 11 the week, the week before. before. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, Trubisky's looking his way. Um, and with Gabriel out, that could be a nice little smash spot for him at 3,900. But, I mean, it's going to be Michael Thomas. Uh, definitely want some Robinson. Questionable Julio. Keep an eye on him. Um, if he plays, 
also Lattimore is questionable too. So keep an eye on that as well. He might not play for New Orleans. That would be huge if Julio plays and he doesn't. Um, you definitely want some Julio because I feel like Atlanta's going to be playing from behind, so they're going to have to chuck it. Um, so Julio over Ridley I like. Um, a little bit of Ridley, but definitely leaning more Julio. And I do like John Brown up top there at 6,300. I think Dallas is going to be able to put up some points against Buffalo. So, you know, Buffalo's going to have to throw the ball. And John Brown's been as consistent as it gets at the wide receiver position, really, um, at least finding the end zone or getting grabs. Um, I mean, last week he only had four targets but still found the end zone. Um, you know, the two weeks prior he had 14 and 11. So it just depends on the game flow. And I think with this game flow, it definitely benefits him because Dallas is good against the run. And um, I think Buffalo is going to have to throw the ball. Yeah, so obviously the big question at wide receivers, if you're going to play Michael Thomas or not, he's been a total stud <laughs> with, have to. I think, six consecutive 100-yard games. Yeah. So he sets up extremely well on DraftKings because it's a PPR site and you get that three-point bonus uh, for 100 yards receiving, which he just keeps getting week after week. Um, so you could pretty much lock him in for, you know, nine for 100. And I think he's an interesting fade on FanDuel. You know, you don't have to fade him 100%, but you could be underweight the field on Thomas on FanDuel because he pretty much needs a touchdown at that price on FanDuel. Whereas at 9,100 on DraftKings, he doesn't need to score, assuming he'll get the, a lot of catches and 100 plus yards. And um, yeah, so I'm locking him, locking him in in cash on DraftKings for sure. Um, I plan on playing a high stakes tournament on FanDuel, and I'm leaning towards fading him and just hoping that Breeze throws the touchdowns to Kamara, Cook, and maybe even Traquan or Ted Ginn. And then I could kind of it's pay up so, for... It's just so hard to fade the guy. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks in FanDuel because it's, you know, only half point and they don't have the 100-yard uh, bonus. Um, but, fuck, I mean, the guy is just... He's just, un, un you know, uncoverable. He catches everything. He's, yeah. you know, he gets at least 10 targets a game. He's almost guaranteed 100 yards. And, yeah, I mean, you do need the touchdown. I mean, two touchdowns would be really nice <clears> on FanDuel. But it's hard. It's hard. I mean, it would be hard for me not to play him. It's just he could get 10 for 100, and that's 23 points on DraftKings, which is awesome, Yeah. which has basically been his floor. Mm-hmm. But 10 for 100 on FanDuel only gives you 15, and there's plenty of receivers that could beat 15. That's true. If they, if they get a touchdown, 90 yards, that's they're, they're there. Yeah, I mean, so. Ginn only needs really one big bomb from Breeze to hit that. Yeah, but uh, definitely monitor the Julio and Lattimore situation. If Julio doesn't play and Marshawn Lattimore do- doesn't play, I think Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage would definitely be pretty strong options, assuming you know the, the Falcons will be trailing and the, they're going to get a lot of targets there. If Julio doesn't play and Lattimore does play, I would bump down Calvin Ridley quite a bit, honestly, assuming he'd be shadowed by Lattimore. And then I think Russell Gage would primarily uh be for like sure. the top play of the slate for sure um i do think anthony miller is going to be mega chalk at 3900 everyone's talking him up and everyone's seeing that he has 20 targets everyone knows taylor gabriel's out um so he if you're playing cash games you definitely lock him in there just because he's so cheap and allows you to get other players and you want the value there he's an interesting fade in tournaments just because he's going to be so popular and we know he's in a terrible offense and a slow-paced game catching passes from trubisky that's so, true. Um, I mean, I definitely like him, but in some turn in some spots, I'm definitely going to be fading him just to avoid the chalk there. That's true. Um, I, yeah, I mean, everyone 
you know, especially the people that do this for a living know that Gabriel is out. Anthony Miller's got 20 targets the last two weeks. and But uh, the pace of play worries me a little bit. The fact that Chicago maybe will run the ball a lot more um, because they'll be ahead and Detroit really won't be able to do much on the offensive side of the ball. Um, that could hurt Miller. So that's a good call there. Another scenario I had or a dilemma um, is Cooper and Gallup. At first, when I first looked at it, um, I really liked Gallup over Cooper because Buffalo, and his name is slipping my mind right now, but their number one corner has been very good against... Davius White. Yeah. He's and then been, their second corner is Levi Wallace, yeah, who's terrible. Terrible. So their White's been phenomenal against uh, number one wide receivers. He's actually you know gone under the radar, but I looked at his stats, and he's just he's held number one wide receivers in check. So I was really fading. I was really liking to fade Cooper and hammer Gallup, um, and just thinking, you know, okay, Cooper's gonna be covered. He's been injured. He's not definitely not a hundred percent. Gallup could definitely go off. Um, uh, Dak has looked his way a bunch. Six targets last week. Thirteen the week before. Ten the week before that. Um, so he definitely gets his targets and his looks. But then you look at Cooper's home split. And he's been a fucking monster at home. So then I'm like, all right, well, now what do I do? And they're both super cheap on DraftKings. Honestly. They really are. So 6000 and 5500 My favorite stack on DraftKings for sure is just Cowboys onslaught against that Bills defense. You could get Prescott at 5700 Zeke 7400 Cooper 6K, Gallup 5K. So in my opinion, they're all underpriced. I think Dallas is going to come out strong. Uh, we've seen Jerry comment, Jerry Jones' comments uh, in the in the press, talking shit about the coaches, and I just think uh, the spot's going to be too much for Buffalo. I think Dallas is going to run it right down their throats. I think they're going to have no problem scoring four plus touchdowns, and I think they can all have big games. You mentioned Cooper's home road splits; he's just been an animal at home. He, he went for. Almost 35 against the Vikings. He had almost 20 against the Eagles. He had 42.6 against the Packers, 26.8 against the Dolphins, and 25.6 against the Giants. He's just been he's been a, a monster at home. And it makes sense because he runs really good routes, and it's definitely probably harder for him to run routes, you know, when it's pouring rain right. in New England compared to at home on the turf field. Yeah. Um. So I'm definitely going to stack that game up. Most of the Cowboys. So you could play a four-man stack with quarterback, running back, two receivers, and then get you know Singletary or Cole Weasley or Dawson Knox on the other side. I think I'm going to fade John Brown this week, um, so I would rather play the the other three Bills than go with John Brown. Uh, back to Cooper real quick. The only thing that worries me is the fact that he just hasn't looked 100%, obviously having some nagging injuries. Um, and I just I don't trust Jason Garrett. I just think he's an awful coach. And on paper, the Cowboys should come out and steamroll the Bills. But it, it just the coaching and how Jason Garrett is going to run this game, that's what worries me the most. Is he going to feed Zeke the ball, take the lead, and then, you know, or hammer Amari Cooper, take the lead, run Zeke, and then just run up the score? Or is he just going to be, you know, I don't know. I just think he's an awful, awful coach. And, and people don't understand that coaching affects – how the game's played, how the game's called. Um, you know, it's not just looking at these players and their matchup. It's also, you know, okay, what game script is the coach going to come up with? Is it going to favor, 
you know, Gallup? Is it going to favor Dak? Is it going to favor Pollard? Is he really not going to give Zeke the ball a ton? Is it, you just never know. And that's my only concern with Cooper, but he's going to be hard not to play in DraftKings at that price tag at 6,000. I even think Randall Cobb's interesting at 5K. I I mean, Randall Cobb's been getting targets too. I mean, especially if you're hesitant on Cooper and his kind of injury, nagging injuries there, you could play uh, Prescott and Cobb and Gallup. And that's a pretty cheap stack that has a lot of um, ceiling. And I mean, Cobb's been probably the most consistent target wise in the past four weeks seven, seven, eight, and eight. I mean, it doesn't get much more consistent than that. Um, So I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that at all. John Brown, back to John Brown, I I just find it hard to fade the guy. He either finds the end zone or he gets, you know, he'll hit the 100-yard bonus or he'll grab 10 balls. And I feel like Buffalo will have some success against Dallas defense. They're not the best defense. And Buffalo hasn't been awful. I think the spotlight will be too big for Buffalo. They Their schedule has been super easy, so it's really hard to gauge on, like, what kind of team they are. Um they haven't beaten a team with a winning record this year. Um, all their losses are to teams with winning records, except for the Eagles now. Um, but I, I just don't. I'm having a hard time gauging Buffalo at eight and three, and they're just they just don't seem to be an eight and three team. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And at the same time, Dallas also hasn't beaten a team with a winning record, so they're both teams that are just feasting on the mediocre teams. But now they play each other. I just think Dallas is due for a, a bounce back coming off uh, a tough loss against New England. But it was a tough spot in Foxborough. It was a, basically a monsoon out there. So I'm expecting that Zeke is just going to run it right down their throat because the Bills. Um, yeah, the Bills run defense is bad. So Yeah, they allow rushing. And, and then I think Prescott's going to have a, a nice, efficient game. You know, he doesn't need 30-plus pass attempts to have a big game. I think it could be one of those games where he goes 25 for 30. Uh, gets his 300 yards and maybe has two to four touchdowns and he he always has the upside for rushing um, so for receivers I think I would prefer Traquan Smith over Ted Ginn I mean I, I just think they should run out Traquan more than Ted Ginn Ted it, Ginn just always drops the ball he does but he, I mean he's almost guaranteed at least one long ball from Breeze every game if you hit that long ball and you play him at 3,800 on DraftKings, you hit value, and that's all you need. And then every anything after that is just gravy. So I think I think Traquan has a better opportunity of maybe getting in the box, but Ginn has that upside of that you know big playability, getting a couple grabs here and there, and then you know that deep ball for 50 plus yards and a touchdown. Yeah, we've seen Ginn get a lot of these deep balls, and you start to wonder if Sean Payton's going to watch the film and realize that Ginn really doesn't have good hands. I know he's fast, but yeah. I think Traquan, he's a lot younger. He can go up and get it, so maybe he'll get the opportunity for those deep balls this game, which would be nice to see because I'm leaning towards playing Traquan uh, in my cash lineup, so I could pretty much pay up uh, elsewhere. Um, the only other punt wide receiver I had in mind on DraftKings was Javon Wims. He's all the way down at 3,000. He plays for the Bears. He had a really good preseason in the last couple of years. He's a big physical guy, 6'4". Um, it's looking like the Lions' second corner, uh, Rashawn Melvin, is not going to play due to injury. So he's got a nice matchup. And he's a full-time player when da- Taylor Gabriel sits. So if you're looking to go studs and duds, he isn't the worst play. All right. That's a dart throw for sure. Um, never heard of the guy. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's definitely a dart throw for sure. I'll have to look into that a little so, more. Basic, so Taylor Gabriel's missed two games this season. Okay. And when Gabriel missed, Javon Wims played about 90% of the snaps. Um, they were for games in weeks four and five against the Vikings and the Raiders. So the first game against the Vikings, he went four catches, 56 yards on five targets, which isn't bad for 3K. And then the second game against the Raiders, he only had one target and did not catch it. Um, but like I said, for 3K, you know, he's going to be out there and you just hope he catches a touchdown. I mean, if he's getting that kind of volume, um, running routes and out there for 90% of the snaps, uh, that's I'll take my chance at 3,000 for sure. Um, all right, running back. Up top, you got Kamara Elliott, Singletary, Murray, Montgomery, Freeman, Cohen, Pollard. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of Elliott for me. I'm just going to hammer Zeke, probably 100% own for me. I just think that if Jason Garrett can pull his head out of his ass and realizes that if he just hands the ball to Zeke 20-plus times that they're probably going to win the game. Um, and Buffalo's run defense is by far their weakest um, aspect of the defense. Camara, I mean, you can't not play the guy. He just he hasn't done it for me. Um, what worries me is New Orleans getting up big. If Michael Thomas has a day, if Cook has a day, if Ginn gets a long ball catch for a touchdown, if Traquan, you know, gets a ten yard grab for a touchdown, then you know maybe they just take out the starters. They just run Murray or whatever the case is. And like you said, Camara gets down to the two yard line, falls down. It's, you know, Murray gets the ball or they, you know, do a play action and throw it to a freaking lineman or some bullshit like that. Um, it's going to be a lot of Elliott over Kamara for me. I have no interest in Singletary. Um, and the other play I really like is Montgomery. I just think that with the slow pace game, Chicago should be have you know, their defense should have no problem getting the ball from Detroit. And Montgomery should get 20 plus touches and should have a, a decent day. And at 5,400, pairing him up with Elliott at the top, and, you know, if you go do a couple dart throws, you can maybe even fit Kamara into the flex spot. Yeah, so Montgomery was one of the running backs I whiffed on last week. I just thought the matchup was awesome against the Giants, and he just totally dudded out again. Um, for me, it's going to be lock button on both Kamara and Zeke. I'm probably going to have 100% exposure to both of them. Uh, I just think they're going to outscore every other running back by a wide margin, and their price tags are pretty solid. Um, so Kamara versus Zeke. Kamara on DraftKings averages 18.6 points per game compared to Zeke's 19.2. And Zeke has scored eight touchdowns compared to Kamara's two touchdowns. So it just goes to show that how, how valuable catching passes are on DraftKings. And we've seen Kamara get 10-plus targets in three games in a row. So we know Breeze loves dumping it off to him. And the Saints are going to be without two of their offensive linemen, so it might be an assumption that they're going to throw even shorter this week just because they want to get the ball out quick with the backup left tackle in there. So on DraftKings, I'm leaning towards Cohen as my third running back. He's seen over 50% of the snaps the last couple weeks. Montgomery just hasn't been effective and and they just love to to dump it off to Cohen and just hope that he breaks off a long one and he's still used in the red zone and then I'm going to be playing Devin Singletary for sure I think he's one of my favorite plays uh on the Bills um 
And then I just think that I think that the Bills are going to be playing from behind. Um, he is the he is the pass catching back too because Frank Gore really doesn't get targets. He doesn't, but Frank Gore also gets the goal line carries, which worries me. Um, and Singletary is the third most expensive running back on the slate on DraftKings. So to me, that just has no value to me at all. Or, I mean, I just have no interest in him at all. Um, I like Montgomery much more than Singletary for the sure purpose of the game flow of that game um, and the fact that Chicago should be ahead and just running the ball, running the ball. And Detroit has been one of the worst run defenses the past six weeks. Yeah, so like I said, I'm I'm gonna lock the two stud running backs, and then yeah. for for that third slot, I'm just gonna mix and match the Singletary, Devontae Freeman, Tariq Cohen. Yeah, aside from that, I, I mean, Cohen's probably the lowest. I'm not gonna play any Freeman, um, even if he's in and healthy. I have no interest in Freeman at all. I'm gonna New Orleans defense. I'm locking them in with Chicago. Um, I, I just think Freeman's coming off an injury. I don't like when guys are coming back from an injury two weeks. You know, he hasn't played in two weeks, short week. Um, yeah, I just I, I, he hasn't done much this year. I have, and against that New Orleans defense, ranked seventh against the run, I have, I have no interest in Freeman. Yeah, I think he's more of a DraftKings play, too, just assuming that the Falcons are playing from behind. He might catch eight balls for 50 yards, and <laughs> that could see 13 points right there. Yeah. I, I I think the Falcons will be behind, and I feel like it's going to be a Julio kind of game if he's healthy. And if Lattimore's out, I really like Julio. You know, I just Ryan's just going to chuck it up to him. Um, I, I just don't trust Julio with the shoulder injury. I feel like he's going to try to gut like it out. I feel like he's always injured, though. I yeah. mean, he's always on the injury report, but he goes out there and he plays. And he hasn't had that Julio game yet this year. You know, he hasn't yeah. had that game where he goes for 200 yards and two touchdowns. And... I mean, against if Lattimore's out, this could be a nice little spot for that with in the dome where Matt Ryan does, you know, play a little better. Um, New Orleans should get ahead, so Atlanta should be playing from behind. Um, what did he do against New Orleans last time they played? So nine grabs for 79 yards he had. Um, or no, excuse me, three grabs for 79 yards on nine targets. So, I mean, he got nine targets. I mean, nine targets on a game where Atlanta was leading pretty much the whole game. So if Atlanta goes behind like we think they should, I mean, you got to think 10, 15 targets easy for the guy. Yeah, I, I just – I don't trust him with that shoulder injury. I think the chance of re-aggravation are pretty high with that AC uh, joint sprain on a short week. You know, he might get an injection for pains. Uh, yeah, give me one of so, those. <laughs> uh, who knows? But I'm usually not a Julio guy, to be honest with you. So <laughs> Yeah, neither am I. I. I don't usually play him a lot. It's just, I mean, the short slate, you see him up there, hard not to. But I, I definitely I definitely see what you're saying there with it. He could, he could go up for a ball on a deep ball and come right down on that shoulder and be done. So yeah, He is cheap on DraftKings, I will say that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for who he is and his value and what his ceiling could be. Um, okay, so running backs, we like Kamara, we like Elliott. Um, quarterback, for me, it's going to be um, Breeze, and I'm going to play Trubisky. I just – I don't want to play him, but I for GPP purposes, I mean, it's going to be Breeze and Cash for me. It's going to be Trubisky and GPPs just for the sure purpose of he's 5,300. You can squeeze in. 
you know, Montgomery and you could go Robinson or you could go Miller. And then you can get Zeke, Kamara, um, Cook, and New Orleans D if you wanted to um, and fit all those guys in. So I think a lot of people are going to be opposed to Mitch Trubisky just at how bad he's played this year. And he mm-hmm. hasn't really come through even in good matchups. I think he's an interesting tournament play just because he's so cheap and allows you to pay up for the other studs like you mentioned. And then uh, the other reason is he has really easy stacking options. Um, so for me, if I'm playing Trubisky, I would probably just pair him up with Allen Robinson and, and Anthony Miller or Allen Robinson, Tarek Cohen, or you know Trubisky, Miller, and Cohen, which would be a, a really cheap stack. Right. And, and if it just, he throws and three you, or four touchdowns. and then Yeah, you then you're up. able to get Michael Thomas, yeah. Kamara, Elliott. And you don't really need them to do much. Um, you know, maybe a, some rushing yards, maybe in a rushing touchdown if they get down there. Um, you know, Detroit's defense has been so bad the past six weeks. I mean, bottom three in the league. And uh, Haskins gets his first win last week against them, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, Trubisky's not as bad as Haskins. So, you got to think that he should have some sort of success. Um, he put up 20.92 DK points last week against the Giants. Um, and at fifty three hundred, all you—that's really all you need out of him. Just I think another. he's definitely a, a better play on Fanduel actually, because DraftKings, Dak Prescott is fifty seven hundred, which is just seems like the most egregious misprice of all time. He it really, just, it really is cheap. I mean, it's like dirt cheap, but it, it yeah. worries me that he's dirt cheap. I, I, I didn't really don't get it. I mean, he averages twenty three point seven DraftKings points per game. And Breeze is over a thousand dollars more and averages eighteen point nine. And I know the Falcons' defense is much worse than Buffalo's, but Dallas is playing at home, and Prescott's been really, really good at home. Mari Cooper's been really good at home, and I just don't think that he should be priced that much. This reminds know. me of Derrick Henry last week. Derrick Henry was the second most expensive running back on Fanduel, which Dak Prescott is. And then he was like dirt cheap on DraftKings, which yeah. Prescott is. Yeah, that's a good point. So he's no, he's definitely going to gonna be. Prescott. I think Prescott's going to be really low owned on FanDuel, but he I think he's going to be the highest owned quarterback on DraftKings just for that price. I mean, Matt Ryan's seven hundred dollars more. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Josh Allen's five hundred more, and Drew Brees is eleven hundred more. So Josh Allen ahead of Dak Dak, Dak Prescott on DraftKings. Yeah, I can't decide what I'm going to do with Josh Allen. I, I'm a big Josh Allen supporter for fantasy, actually, just because I love you know, how he produces fantasy points using his rushing ability. He's not the best real-life quarterback, but he's really fun to watch, and he could put up some monster fantasy games. He's and, been he's been consistent fantasy-wise. Um, you know, my issue with him is the turnovers, the fumbles. Um, you know, if, the, if he's forced to throw the ball more and kind of play catch-up, that worries me for, you know, the turnover aspect if he tries to do too much and coughs up a couple fumbles and throws an interception or two. So would you rather play uh, Josh Allen or Matt Ryan? Uh, honestly, <laughs> I'd probably play Josh Allen. Yeah, I think same for me, just with the yeah. rushing ability to yeah. get the I, d- I just don't think – I think I mean, he has seven rushing touchdowns this year. Does he? I mean, Matt Ryan has been – okay i mean he hasn't been anything crazy i mean his he last hasn't looked good since that his last, his last let's see last three games 9.64 fantasy points 19 <laughs> and 15 
Yeah. And Josh Allen has had much better stats than that. And, and Josh Allen, I mean, real-life quarterback, I'd rather have Matt Ryan. But fantasy-wise, I think I'd rather have Josh Allen. 20 points last week, 33 the week before, 25 the week before that. So, yeah, um, I would probably take Josh Allen over. If I were to rank the quarterbacks just raw points, I would go Breeze number one, Prescott number two, Josh Allen number three, and uh, Matt Ryan number four. And then Trubisky five, and then I'm not yeah. touching yeah. Lions quarterback. I would agree with that. I like that ranking. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a lot of breeze for me. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with Allen. You've kind of opened my eyes to Prescott a little bit just because of his price on DK. And I, I, I liked Trubisky just because of the matchup, but I'll have to revisit that. Definitely on FanDuel for Trubisky. Uh, yeah, for sure. What is he on FanDuel? 6,800. Yeah. So he's <laughs> freaking dirt cheap. Yep. Um, okay. So that does it for the Thanksgiving slate. Um, it's going to be fun. So if you guys have any questions, hit us up. Um, lock tomorrow is 1230. The first games kick off at 1230. So, um, this pod will be out early AM. Hopefully you guys listen. Any questions, let us know. Um, before we get out of here, what are you thankful for Tyler? <laughs> well, you put me on the spot here. Um, I do want to mention a couple bets before we get into that. No, um, no, 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 no. What are you thankful for, bro? I'm thankful for uh, for football <laughs> and uh, delicious food and family. So all right. we hope you guys all have a good Thanksgiving. But I do want right, to mention a couple bets real quick. For tomorrow or for the week? For, for both. both. Okay. So I think Dallas is a really good teaser option. They're favored by six and a half. You could get a 10-point teaser and then move them up to plus three and a half, which seems like uh, really, really good to me. I think they're going to win outright. So I'm going to put them in a, a teaser, parlay, all sorts of stuff. Uh, another great teaser option would be the Chiefs. You could do a seven-point teaser on them, get them down to a field goal over the Raiders. They're coming out of their bye. We all know Andy Reid's uh, fired up coming off the bye. I think he's only lost two games in his career coming off the bye. He's an offensive mastermind. You know he's going to get the Chiefs rolling, going up against that Raiders defense that can't generate a pass rush and that has a terrible secondary. Uh, Tyreek Hill practiced in full today, so I, I think the Chiefs are ready to explode. I'm definitely going to be betting their over. Uh, their team total should be like 31. They averaged over 36 points a game last year, so I'm going to get in on that. And then the Packers, I think, are a good, another good option. They just got embarrassed on Sunday Night Football, but they're playing the Giants. Uh, Devontae Adams is going to have a field day, and they're another good teaser parlay option. So... Dallas, uh, Kansas City, and Green Bay. Mix and match, teasers, parlays, whatever you want to do. I like it. Um, if I had to add a team, mine would be the Steelers. I just think that um, the Duck is going to come out firing, and um, I think the Steelers are going to be fired up from their last meeting, and I think maybe the Browns come back down to earth a little bit against that Steelers defense at home. So I like the Steelers, um, definitely, and they're getting points this week at home, which uh, – I always like taking a home uh, a home team getting points. Can't go wrong with that. So, um, I just want to say that uh, before we get out of here, I am thankful for family, friends, football, food, um, my wife, and uh, my beautiful baby girl Ariella. So, and our listeners, and our listeners, <laughs> uh, love you guys. Thank you for the support. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, it's we do a lot of work. Uh, we do we spend a lot of time researching. 
um, trying to come on this podcast, give you as much information as we can, text you when we can, help you when we can, put out content. Um, it's a lot, you know. I mean, we, we don't get paid for this. We do this for fun. Um, and it's just, you know, a hobby that we enjoy. Um, and we enjoy, you know, helping you guys win some money as well. So hope you guys have a good uh, Thanksgiving with your family. Hope you uh, win some money on DFS this week. Um, he's Tyler. I'm Nick. We're out. We're out.